Old Testament book, Isaiah chapter 9, classical Christmas text. Isaiah 9, verse 6. Isaiah 9, verse 6. We'll look at this few minutes this morning and uh, never approach it quite this way. I think you'll find it very interesting. Isaiah 9, verse 6. Oh my, good group of you, good group today. Isaiah 9, verse 6. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Look back toward the middle of the verse. And the government shall be upon his shoulder. That's the thought this morning. Pray with me. Dear Lord, thank you for the wonderful privilege of being in this place. It is such an amazing place. And your presence here is what makes it so wonderful. May that ever be so. Bless everyone standing before me, meet their every need. Holy Spirit, be our preacher. Share with us wonderful words of life. And I thank you, dear Lord, for all you do. For ask it in your name and with thanksgiving. Amen. Thank you. Be seated. When Isaiah said unto us, the child is born, he was speaking of Jesus' humanity. When he said unto us, a son is given, he was speaking of his deity. This is no ordinary child. This is God in flesh, the God-man. Mystery, miracle, wonder of it all, that Jesus would assume physical form, even though he's eternal God. That is an amazing thing. Now, there's five titles ascribed to our Lord here, and each one of them describe how his government will be when he comes to this earth. I'm glad he's coming. I'm sick of the way things are. How about you? He's going to turn it all around when he comes. But I want to pick out two of those titles and emphasize them this morning in a few minutes we'll have. Uh, first of all, the counselor. That means when he comes, there'll be no more confusion. And then when he comes as the mighty God, there'll be no more chaos. That sound good to you? That's the way it's going to be when the dear Lord Jesus comes again. Now this is referring to his literal reign on the earth, but there's a spiritual application. Just as he will rule on the earth, he wants to rule in your heart today. He wants to reign over you. He has every right to do that. He has authority to do that, and he wants to do that. You ought to let him, because he can do more with your life than you can. If you try to run it, you'll ruin it. If you run, let him run it, he'll make something out of it. So, spiritual application here as well. But first of all, let's notice this. No more confusion when he comes as the counselor. He's coming as the wonderful counselor. No more confusion. During our Lord's earthly ministry, there was a great amount of confusion as to who he was. In Matthew 13, 15, after Jesus had worked some miracles and people had listened to him speak with such authority, they said, is this not the carpenter's son? Who is this guy? Where did he come from? How is he able to do all this? We saw him grow up in Nazareth. He was the carpenter's son. Confusion about him. The Pharisees in Mark 2, 7, when Jesus and Simon Peter's house, there was such a large crowd that nobody could get in. They were all outside trying to get in as well. They lowered the roof, let this paralytic down. The four friends did. Jesus looked up at him and said, Son, thy sins be forgiven thee. The Pharisees said, Who is this man? No one can forgive sins but God alone. They did not know who he was. They were confused. 
Even his own disciples never fully understood him completely during his earthly ministry. When they were out on the Sea of Galilee, there was a sudden storm, and he arose and said, Peace be still, and there was a calm. Here's what they said. What manner of man is this? Luke 8, 25. What manner of man is this that even the winds and seas obey him? Nobody seemed to understand who he was. There was confusion about him. And may I say there's mass confusion today. So much so it is quite concerning that nobody much seems to know who Jesus really is. When he comes and he establishes government, all that confusion will be resolved, but not at the moment. Not so. At best in our society, Jesus seems to be some kind of an add-on to people's lives. Have you noticed? Everybody's getting in on it. Everybody seems to know who Jesus is. Everybody's getting religious all of a sudden. You see his name everywhere. You see it on t-shirts. You see it on tattoos. Everywhere. There's something. Everybody's getting in on it about Jesus Christ. I saw this on a fellow's t-shirt yesterday. Lord God Almighty. I suspect that was slang. Lord God Almighty. Why are things the way they are? Lord God Almighty. Everybody's talking about Jesus, but nobody really seems to know the real Jesus, the Jesus of the Bible. They need to know who Jesus is, right? Even in the Christian community, I'm alarmed at the ignorance and the confusion about who the Son of God really is and what He is all about. There doesn't seem to be a real understanding about this wonderful man called the Christ. And that is shameful even in the Christian community. It should not be that way. Multitudes confused about Him. The disciples, uh, when they were out with Jesus, Matthew 16, Jesus turned to them and He said, who do people say that I am? Who, who do people say that I am? And they said, well, John the Baptist or Jeremiah, one of the prophets. And then he said, but whom say ye that I am? And Peter got it right that time. But by and large, even the disciples in that day did not seem to know who Jesus is. But here in the 21st century, we seem to have a religious melting pot where everything's coming together, everything's blending, everything is merged, and true Christianity has lost its real identity. There's still only one God, there's still only one Christian faith, and there's still only one true church, and the only way you can get in it is trusting Christ as your Savior by repenting of your sins and trusting Him by faith. Isn't it wonderful to know we know His true identity? I'm glad I know who He is. And I'm wanting to learn more about him as the days go by. This confusion will be cleared up one day and what the angel Gabriel prophesied of him back in Luke 2, and he shall be great and he shall reign. On that day when he comes again, establish his kingdom and the government, the government shall be upon his shoulder. The confusion will be cleared and around the world it clear up and people will finally realize who man really is. I'm looking forward to that day. It'll be wonderful. There's a second thing. You'd like to know what it is. Say amen. Amen. Not only... The confusion will be eliminated because he's coming as counselor. 
but the chaos. Amen. Oh, I'm glad for this, Wayne. The chaos will be eliminated because he's coming as the mighty God. Because the government will be upon his shoulder. First Corinthians 14, 33 says, He's not the God of confusion or chaos. He's the God of peace. There's no peace on earth right now. The angel said there will be peace on earth and goodwill toward men, but not at the moment, only until he comes again. There's no peace right now. The only time things get quiet is when everybody stops to reload and start firing the weapons again. There's no peace. There's not one nation out of 150 nations. There's not one nation on this planet that is at peace. Not one. There's chaos everywhere. Our nation has never rocked and reeled any more than it is in the 21st century with chaos. Chaos everywhere. And it's alarming, ladies and gentlemen. It's alarming. It really is. When he comes, he'll come in strength and in order. Order. When he comes with the government upon his shoulders, chaos will be eliminated and there will be order in this world because he will bring it with him. That's wonderful. Not so now. Vance Hamner said this, the patients have escaped and they're running the mental institute. That's just about where it is. No political leader of any party is going to be able to turn this thing around. It's too far gone. It doesn't matter what party you're a member of. It doesn't make any difference at all. You'll never see a political leader. You'll never come up with a political leader that can turn this thing around. There's too much chaos. There's only one political leader that will turn this around, and that is when the government is on his shoulder, and then all chaos will be eliminated. Thank God the king is coming. I love it. The king is coming. And he's coming for me. Chaos will be eliminated. When he comes, he's not going to be running on a political ticket. It will not be a democracy. It will be a theocracy. People don't vote him in. He comes and announces he's taking over. There will be resistance. There will be people around the world that despise him. He'll have ambassadors in every nation of the world and they will do his bidding. Though they will oppose him, they can't stop him because he's the mighty God. He will establish his government, his way, and he'll rule this world for a thousand years. Oh, that excites me that he's coming. And I love it that nobody can stop him. People will hate him. People will try to assassinate him. But it will not be successful. He will never be impeached. Nobody gets to have a final word. He has the final word. He will rule upon the throne of, Je of David in Jerusalem literally for a thousand years. I love it. Then finally Luke 2.14 says there will be peace on earth, goodwill toward men, and that's the ultimate Christmas message. Chaos today, I can't even begin to tell you. I don't know it all. I know some of it. I know a young lady in her mid to late 20s. I won't give her name, but I see her some. She has ADD, attention deficit disorder. She has MDD, major depressive disorder. 
She's bipolar. She's in her 20s. She takes Clonopin, 50 milligrams of capsule, three times a day. Just to cope. Her story could be told a hundred thousand times in our society. That's just the tip of the iceberg. There's chaos everywhere. But when he comes, things are going to change. He will establish his government. Now, though it is spiritual primarily, it's not limited to being spiritual. It is also political. It is agricultural. It is financial. It is military. He will literally establish his own government. The world will be filled with the knowledge of Christ. And his glory shall be throughout all the world. Churches will thrive during the millennial kingdom. Sunday school classes will overflow. There'll be things like nobody's ever seen or heard of because he has come. There'll be a very limited need for special needs Sunday school classes because eventually that'll turn around because he's here. There'll be much less mental health issues, much less crime, much less poverty. Everything will improve and increase because he is here. He will have established his government. <laughs> and if you're saved, you're going to be right beside him and you're going to witness the entire thing and you're going to do his bidding and whatever he wants, we will be his servants even in the millennial kingdom. Isn't that amazing? Oh my, Doug, I'd love to preach a revival meeting in the thousand-year reign of Christ. I'd like to see hundreds and hundreds of people come to the Lord Jesus Christ in a church service during the kingdom reign of Christ. They will have them. I remember it was J. Harold Smith told this. He said back in the 30s and 40s when I would put up my tent, I didn't send out flowers or leaflets. I didn't do any advertising. This was in the 30s and 40s. He said, just got word of mouth out. Jay Harold's coming, going to throw up the tent. He said on the first night, it was nothing for a thousand people to be there, mostly adults. And for two or three hundred, out of that thousand to come forward and be saved by the grace of God. Wayne Jackson, if I ever saw that, I'd think I'd die and go to heaven. But it'll be commonplace when Jesus comes because there'll be revival everywhere. Not like the charismatics are saying, there's a moving, there's a turning around, there's revival in these end times. There is not. And there will not be until he comes and then he causes revival by his own blessed presence. Amen. You say, well, preacher, that's not doing us very much good right now. Well, if you get to looking ahead, it'll help you get through right now. And here's the wonderful thing, and listen carefully. 
You don't have to wait till he comes for him to reign in your heart today. You don't have to wait till he comes again for him to wipe out any confusion you may be going through right now. Some of you may be confused about this whole church thing. Well, what's this all about? I mean, am I truly saved? Do I belong to the family of God? I'm not sure. Well, you can have all that cleared up today. You don't have to wait till he comes again. In chaos, there may be some of you, bless your hearts, in this room. You've got more on your plate than you know what to do with. I mean, you are a bundle of nerves. You ain't going to get any criticism from anybody around here. We all have our struggles. Somebody said this, be kind to everybody because they're all dealing with their own battles. And you may be here today and boy, you're just, your world's upside down. You talk about chaos. But isn't it wonderful you don't have to wait till he comes for you to have it cleared up. He can clear it up today. He can give you peace that passes all understanding, joy that is unspeakable and full of glory. And he can make your life worth living even today. He is coming and the government will be on his shoulders, but this same king can reign in your hearts this morning just as he will reign on earth literally for a thousand years. Will you let him, will you let him do that? Will you let him take over your life or are you, you're holding on to it? Hard to let go, isn't it? Hard to let go. You've got it. It's tough, but you'll work it out. Hard to let go. It won't work for you. It hasn't worked so far and it will never work. Let him reign in your heart today. Give him every area. Don't be afraid of that. By faith, come and say, Lord Jesus, reign in my heart today. We do that? Let's bow our heads. Our musicians are coming. You've listened so well. There's no one on this earth I'd rather be with and preach to than you. I love it. You love the Word of God. And hopefully you'll respond accordingly this morning. However He wants you to. Don't be afraid of this wonderful man called Christ. Let him sit upon the throne of your heart. You move over to the side and say, Jesus, sit upon the throne of my heart and rule over my life. You will be amazed at what he will do for you. You know what? The confusion will clear up. The chaos will clear up because he comes to bring order and he'll do that for you today. First of all, how many can say, Preacher, I know Jesus is my personal Savior. There's no confusion about that. I'm saved and I'm sure. Can I see your hands? I know that I'm saved. God bless you. Thank you. You can put your hands down. Is there a man, woman, boy, or girl in this room that say, Preacher, I don't know for sure I'm saved. I, I'm a little bit confused. I know you won't embarrass me. I, I know you won't think badly of me. But I'm just being honest. I'm a little confused about this whole thing. And I'd like to be remembered in prayer. Pray for me. I'm not sure I'm saved. God bless you, sir. I see your hand. God bless you. Anybody else? Preacher, you talk about chaos. 
nobody would really believe what all was going on in my world even if I told them. Well, it's really not between you and them, it's between you and the dear Lord. Preacher, I've got a chaotic situation. My, my world's upside down. It's not making sense. I've got more to handle and I don't know what to do with. And I need the Lord Jesus to help settle me down. Give me some peace and meet my needs. Preacher, pray for me. I've got special needs today. Lift your hand. God bless you and you. Thank you so much. Would you stand please over the building? The dear Lord's prompting you to come if you really want to come. You feel like this is your day. You come. Let's get this settled today. Special needs, whatever you need. What are we seeing, Roger? Pass me not, O Jones Savior. You know that already. You sing it out with him. God bless you. Let's sing, You Come. God bless you.
to be a pretty good crowd today. Thank you for coming, all of you. It's wonderful to see you. Five o'clock choir practice, five o'clock deacon meeting, six o'clock evening service. It'll be a great time. Enjoy the afternoon, get a little rest, eat something, and just get ready to get back in here tonight. It'll be a great time together. I love each of you, and I'll be at the doors you leave, and we'll just spend a little time together. Uh, Brother Doug, you pray for us, please. Father, we thank you, dear Lord, for the heavenly word from on high. Father, just bless this church, Lord. Bless each and every one that come this way. Bring us back closer tonight that we might be able to share here the word of God. Bless our pastor, people of the day. Bless our membership, Lord, each and every one of them, Lord, the leaders of the church. Bless our musicians, Lord, as they play and sing. God, just touch us in a mighty way. Father, we'll give you the praise, the honor, and glory for it all.